what are some of the cognitive biases that we have under this idea of behavioral finance that impact us as uh, syndicators, as fund managers? This is part two of a six-part series that we're doing on behavioral finance. So this part is broken into, there's going to be three parts uh, total. So the first part was just that first video to go through what is behavioral finance. The second part, which is gonna be comprised of three videos itself, is gonna go through what are the uh, cognitive biases that we have. And then that third part is gonna go over what are the remaining uh, what are the remaining six different kinds of emotional biases we have? I know you're gonna like this series. This is part two. We're gonna start talking about cognitive biases. So we're talking about cognitive biases. So these are biases that are faulty decision-making. So it's a fault in our error, in our, in our ability to make a decision properly. It's an error in the logic itself. So it's not in anything that's emotional. It's part of the rational part of us that we're trying to use to apply to make rational decisions, but an error occurs. So there's, there are a total of nine different of these biases, and we're gonna go through three of them. So let's go to the whiteboard. So these are, oops, These are the nine different uh, biases that there are in the uh, cognitive space. So today we're gonna talk just about these first three. So we're gonna talk about conservatism, we're gonna talk about confirmation, and we're gonna talk about control. We'll talk about the other ones in the next videos. So what is conservatism? So conservatism is a cognitive bias. It says that when we get new info, that we ignore it. So you get new info in and we choose, uh, we choose or it's for whatever reason it's ignored. Now, if you know what the Bayesian framework is, so Bayesian framework is saying, well, there's this many people in group A, and that me and of that, there are also this many in group B. And we know that there's this likelihood of, of these events occurring. It's actually a very formal process where we can actually figure out what any statistic is based on the the, the sets that we're using. So it's as a new element gets added to that as a new pool of, of resources, as a new statistic, or something new, something that should shift our, our analysis, we're, discor we're discounting it. So it would be to not pay attention and not factor it in. So it's saying that we're going to maintain original analysis. And that's what conservatism is. So it's taking that idea of, okay, new information is coming in, but we've already made that decision. So you're, you're discounting uh, information only because you've, got, uh, you've already got the existing, uh, the one in. 
Now, similar but different is this idea of confirmation bias. And you might have heard of what confirmation bias. This is certainly one that I think a lot of syndicators have. I know that it's something I have to watch out for myself. Uh, so it's it, almost all of us have it. Uh, it's very, very prevalent. Uh, I certainly am very guilty of it as well, uh, but it is part of something that I actively try to stomp out in myself because it is so readily present there. Uh, it's just such a natural tendency to do. So confirmation bias says, okay, I've identified this thing as this thing, right? And when new information comes in, let's actually not use I, so, As new information comes in, we're getting this, this line here that's saying we've got A coming in. Okay, that's good. Yep, see, A. Put that down on our list uh, uh, as another reason why. Okay, we got this second one in. It's another vote for A. Let's put that down as another reason why. Uh-oh. We got this thing in as B. All right, get rid of that. All right, uh, okay, another in piece of information is coming in. It's A, great, let's keep it. Another piece of information coming in. This one's B? No, it, it, that, that's not right, so it's, it's A. So it's the confirming, right? So it's taking in all the information, unlike conservatism. It's taking in that new information, but it's only accepting that information that confirms what our original analysis said. So very, very prevalent out there, right? I mean, it's, it's certainly something that's there. It's really hard to change our minds. I, I'm sure that you see it in, uh, not just in, in an analysis of a building or an analysis of, a, of an opportunity or some sort of offer you're putting together, but you certainly see it in politics, or you certainly see it in media, or you certainly see it in all sorts of things. That we take this idea, and it doesn't matter what other ideas are coming in, we automatically gravitate naturally to confirm our original idea. We don't want to change. We all have it. When it comes to putting, doing a syndication or a fund and an asset management, though, new information is coming in all the time. And facts are facts, right? So I can't ignore the facts, but I do, right? Because if it's if even if it's if it's contradictory to what I already want it to be, I'm gonna ignore it nine times out of ten if I'm not careful. So that's the confirmation bias. It's really, really dangerous and so prevalent out there. So uh, think about that and start thinking for in your in your own life. Where do you have these issues about confirmation bias? I bet you have them. This third topic of a cognitive uh, bias is what we call control bias. So this is the, uh, the, the thought that, uh, that we have more control over something than we actually do. So what this is is, say you've got, um, Let's use real estate for an example. Uh, 
and say, in this town, you've got, you know, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Let's actually delete this one and move it over there. Right? You've got you've got ten oops. You've got well now nine buildings. There we go. Now ten. You've got ten buildings, right? Now a new one pops up. This circle. Sweet. Let's see which one it is. This new one pops up. Well, you've got 10 other buildings, and they're all surrounding this building. And so surely you have, you, you know the city council, right? You know everybody there. You know all the tenants in the area that are going to come. You, it's the control is the, the misbelief that you have, uh, uh, that you have control over just this area that anything that happens within here you have some sort of leg up on the competition now what this does is it overdevelops a concentration in this area so the control bias says okay it's it's this so a lot of people will uh will ask me what what i syndicate when i syndicate a property or i do i do a syndication I make it pretty clear. I don't actually have an asset type that I stick to. It's not part of my fit. It's just not what I do. I care about good deals, right? I have a whole laundry list of what kind of uh, uh, fits in my in my fit and a very clear explanation of it. But one thing that is not there is asset type. Asset type is not there. Why? Because of this illusion of control. So that's one where I've left this idea of control. And I use that as an example because a lot of people think the other way. They think, well, I am a master of mostly what we see as multifamily. I've been doing multifamily forever. It's got, I've got, you know, 15 trillion doors under, uh, under my management. I know everything about it. I've got control over this. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm the best there is at this. And you may be. You may have absolutely some special skill, but it also is an illusion of control because it also may, you may make assumptions that uh, on your risk profile because of these other 10 buildings that are here about what's going to happen here because uh, you, you have this belief that you have control over it. So those are the first three of our cognitive biases. So conservatism, confirmation, and control. In the next video, we're going to go through the next three, which is representativeness, uh, framing, uh, and hindsight. So those are the next three uh, cognitive biases that we're going to go through. My name is Tilda Moschetti. I am a syndication attorney with the Moschetti Syndication Law Group. Coming to you with this six-part series, also because I'm an active syndicator and fund manager just like you. 
So I am a lawyer. I put, uh, we help people put together 506B and 506C offers, but I also put together my own deals. And so with these uh, behavioral uh, uh, biases that we have, uh, they're certainly present in me as well. And I thought it would be useful to make sure that we conveyed those to you as well, because I'm sure you'll find them useful. And ultimately, what we're all after is the same thing. Get better returns to our investors so they keep investing with us. We can make the most amount of money that we can. They can make the most amount of money. Everybody's happy. It's a win-win.